Welcome to the Indie Experts Podcast, where we're unlocking all the secrets you need to know about writing, producing and publishing non-fiction books that really work hard for authors. Join Dixie and Anne as they help you navigate all the tricks, traps and the majestic tapestry of storytelling as a means of sharing your expertise to your market. So good morning, everyone. It's really great to have you all here today. Um, It's a bit of a wintry old day here in Brisbane, and we're just talking to people from all over the place, particularly uh, Kiwis in Auckland who are in lockdown this week. And uh, we've got quite a few of us who are transiting from various places, including uh, from country to country at the moment, which is an interesting, challenging thing to be doing at this time of the year, especially in the midst of a global pandemic. So it's really exciting to have such a diverse bunch of people here, all authors, all specialists in your area. And we're going to be talking today to one of our authors, Diana Thompson, who wrote the book last year, um, The Naked Speaker. And then we changed the title to being Anyone Can Speak Confidently. Now, this was such a great book that even world champions of Toastmasters have said this is an absolute must read because of the huge amount of wisdom and gems that are in this book. So we decided to invite Diana along to be our special guest this morning and talk to us about the the very thing that continues on from what we've been talking about in recent weeks, and that is how do you take your content as an author and spin it out and turn it into a, a presentation? And Diana's got some fantastic things she's going to share with us today. So welcome, Diana. You're looking fabulous and glamorous in amongst the uh, the COVID days over there. So welcome along. Thank you very much. An honor to be able to be part of the group and speak to it. I hope that we can cover off as many points as possible in the next, uh, well, the time we've got together. It'll be fantastic. So Diana, tell us a little bit about how you got into speaking. Because you were a speaker before you were an author. I was. So I started my business, Speech Marks Coaching, um, in 2016. Um, I just, the stage I was in life, I needed to decide, was I going to try and get uh, some a, a job in my previous industry, which was commercial property management um, or something else. And I had a good hard look at what I really enjoyed and what I'd enjoyed for the past few years, including what I did in Singapore, which was um, as an international relocations consultant. I started that role as a workshop presenter and I loved the speaking. I loved the workshops. I really enjoyed all my time at Toastmasters where I was helping other people get more confident at speaking. So Somewhat ignorantly and foolheartedly, I started my business uh, with, uh, you know, I'll build a website and then it'll happen, which it didn't. Build it and they will come. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out that's not correct, particularly when you do it without any idea even what SEO means. Uh, And so I started off very slowly and I was very part-time as well. So, um, and obviously it's taken its ups and downs. Last year, 2020 was not kind to the speaking industry. No, it wasn't. That's changing. Where, what, what is happening now for speakers? Like, where can we get sort of opportunities to present our content? Right. Well, let's start with the fact that if we start with the fact that you've got a book and, um, you know, your Amazon promotions aren't uh, selling them or whatever the challenge is, the first thing is, I think, is to get some sort of 
uh, rhythm going in your speaking. So that's the reason why Toastmasters or things like it, like I've got a similar system called She Says So, um, Women's Speaking Group. It's about doing a bit of speaking on a regular basis, doing prepared speeches and delivering them and just kind of getting into the rhythm of standing up and speaking to people. So first of all, I'd say, make sure that you've got that rhythm and that kind of speaking um, foundation sorted out. So first of all, if you haven't haven't belonged to Toastmasters for a year, I'd recommend you go to it, even though you feel quite comfortable because it'll just get you into the scheme of things. Then I'd start looking at other places that you can speak specifically about your topics and about your book. So that mm-hmm. could be Rotary Clubs, Kiwani. Um, well, let's, you could put it on the chat box if you want. If anyone's got some great ideas, let's just share them out on the chat box about where you've discovered chances that you can go and speak. When I say speak, you might be speaking free of charge. They might pay your travel. They might just give you a few hundred dollars. But that, those areas have got special interest groups, um, like there's – a lot of women's groups, women, we've got like women's professional groups, interest groups, um, and I'm sure there's lots of other male ones as well. Um, advertise if you want to do your own event on meetups or speak at meetups is a great one. Just come into the chat box. Um, you could offer them to do your local libraries, your local bookstores, and then you move up once you've got that sort of a bit of experience and you've got feedback, and I really want to emphasize that, if you can get feedback, not from your mum and your aunt and your best mate, oh, you're so good, darling, I'm so proud of your feedback, but as a complete stranger saying, (laughs) the thing I really liked was this, or this is really helpful, get feedback, keep improving, maybe get some coaching to raise you up a level, maybe go on a one or two day course to raise it up a level, and then start looking at things like associations, universities, and charities. Mm. I That's when you're one. starting to get into more of a professional sort of side of things. Yeah. I want to throw one in there. Chambers of Commerce are actually always looking for really good um, presenters um, for some of their programs. And one yep. of the things that I did um, a few years ago, which I found invaluable, was I signed up to do um, a program with one of the high schools where they have quite often these young entrepreneur programs. So they get someone like uh, a specialist to come in every week and just talk to a, student, a set of students and you learn how to manage the, the, the class um, or the, to read the audience really well because there's nothing like a group of uh, teenage boys or girls to actually make you really hone your skills as far as how to read your audience. But you also get that, that practice ground because they don't care because they've never seen that many speakers before. So you get to really ex- exercise some, some fun uh, ways of uh, practice time. Yeah, and, and do you know what? The younger people are also quite good because they'll kind of let you know if it's getting a bit boring as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got to be on, you've got to keep things moving. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? absolutely. <laughs> so... Uh, and lively too. They they want the entertainment factor. They expect the entertainment. You can't just sit there and and give them information and tell them it, you've got to be a little bit more entertaining to to, mm. to grab their attention. You know? <laughs> so that's a good way of starting, and a good way of starting out you figuring out what works and getting your confidence up, getting into flow and rhythm, developing your PowerPoint, and then you sort of might want to look at 
the more professional association. So, you know, the association of building executives, um, engineers, um, council of something or others. You know what I mean? Those, they mm. often looking for free speakers, but they also might accept a small amount of, you know, pay $500. I did one two weeks ago with the Chartered Accountants Association and they just have a flat fee. It's $500. Mm. It's non-negotiable. You can promote your book and you can collect their emails and do all of that. But at least it's something for your trouble, right? Yeah. And, and it's an interesting um, point you make, you know, um, through various times in the Professional Speakers Association, they'll say, well, you know, you can't give too much away because, you know, we're a professional association, so we should be getting paid for our speaking. And I think Winston Marsh used to do a lot of talk about, you know, fee or free and, you know, getting the right balance in that. But I think, you know, when you are, you know, fine-tuning a new topic or, or redefining some of your content, getting those free or low-fee gigs are really important. Um, many, Lynn Cazales just said, many conferences will now submit, will now ask speakers to submit a proposal for their conference. So, you know, so it's that, a different, sorry, it's a different thing for, you know, doing a, a, a brief presentation at a Rotary or, or an association breakfast um, but then if you can use that to then spin out into keynotes. So I want to ask you, what's the difference between um, a keynote, a workshop, or just a general breakfast quick presentation? What's your thoughts on that? So my, again, this is from people sort of talking about it at the professional speakers associations and conferences. You can do a presentation at a conference and it can be a 30 minutes, 40 minute slot. That doesn't essentially particularly mean it's a keynote the the pure definition of a keynote is usually the opening and closing and the opening sets the scene motivates engages the audience and the closing should be wrapping up the themes touching on that and leaving the speak the or the audience at the conference or, or the meeting feeling like wow yeah that was amazing they are amazing we're all you know like woohoo yeah um <laughs> So the keynote side of it is very, is should be paid and it should be high value as well. And mm. it should be the kind of thing where you're walking off the stage and people are saying, wow, that was great. Thanks very much. Can you speak at my conference or could you come and talk to us at work or something like that? Um, I'm still trying to crack that nut because of my topics. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yes, because not every topic actually requires or, or opens up for keynote options. You know, like, no. you know, becoming a keynote speaker on writing books, for example, I know that, you know, that's a really tough one to crack as well because there aren't that many conferences that actually have the need for that. So you've got to find a way or an angle to be able to say, hey, this is what I'm going to speak about as a keynote speaker. Yeah. And the thing is, just think of it also as a bit of a long burn. And I think we're the perfect example in that you spoke at the New Zealand PSA, was it, I don't think it was a conference, I think it was what they called Academy Intensive mm. about three or four years ago. And you, you were doing, this is how you can write your book. And I was going, oh my God, that's the same plan I use for writing my speeches. <laughs> wow. I didn't know it was going to be like that in that case, but it took me another year and a half or a four. I figured out 
what it was that how I wanted to make my book and what it was, how it was going to be focused and its theme and its feel. And that's when I contacted you. But mm. that was from a year and a half ago. It wasn't yeah. from yesterday or last week. It's definitely a long burn. Um, and, you know, we get a lot of work from when we go out there and present, um, both of us. But it's not always about a keynote. Um, sometimes it's about those workshops or those breakout sessions. Right. Or those, those so that was the other part of your question. So you could yeah. offer a workshop. Maybe a workshop is actually more suitable to your book and to your area. So with a workshop, it's smaller and it should be interactive. It should be the people there trialing things, speaking to each other, being engaged. Um, you're not just standing up the front. You're getting people to work if you like <laughs> absolutely so if you're going to construct either whether a keynote you just said that you know my my system is not dissimilar to what yours is as far as how to create a speech can you talk us through what it takes to plan out a good speech uh yeah i'm going to go onto a uh share screen if that's all right absolutely. see if i can do this okay so this is in my business can everyone see that because i can't see what you see Yep. Yep. Okay. I can see some nodding. Okay. So this is my speech speed planner. This is probably the most, uh, do I need to expand it or anything? A valuable part of my IP. Um, so I don't tend to give this away would be my, my first point in case, but you know, if you're quick with a screen grab, you can get it. Or if you've also ordered my book, anyone can speak confidently. It's also in that. And highly uh, recommend that people grab that. Yes. <laughs> Um, so it's a three three by three structure that I I go with. Um, there's and there's probably three reasons for this. You go through and you have these the simple outline that you you can remember in your head. The second thing is it's the tell them what you're going to tell them outline. Tell them what you tell them key point one, key point two, key point three, and then tell them what you told them, which is the red bot section at the bottom. Now, if all, are, yes, you get, get really fancy and the first three boxes, re, remember I, I hadn't touched on those. This is re recognize, review and reward. And this is something I got off my personal speech coach who's now retired. Um, you know, recognize, it's just a reminder of how you should open or could open ideas on how you could start. Now, this can be wrapped up in an engaging story that you could open with or an anecdote about how you got to where you are. But um, or, or it could be as simple as, uh, I'm excited to be here. You know, you'll improve and go over them and, and things like this but the gray area the re recognized review reward outline you should know that off by heart down pat without even having to look at anything so you're just talking to your audience and the red part you need to know off by heart down pat you and with that so that you can just speak purely to the audience and the rest of it is a memorize it your messages not exactly every word mm. can you see the difference there so the beginning and the end, you know that whatever happens in the middle, you know exactly how you're going to finish. If someone says, you know, with all those interruptions and stuff, you now need to wrap it up. You can seamlessly go, 
into those last three boxes. So that's my outline. It's got a th three structure and three key points. Um, and you and just that's probably on, enough. You just hit on a really interesting point. You know, one of the things that I used to get hung up on years ago was the fact that, oh my God, I've got to remember everything. And I can't remember, you know, how to read the same line six times, you know, however many times I've read it or practiced it. It just never comes out the same. So I always used to get hung up on the fact that, oh, I've got to practice it and I've got to know the entire speech down pat, which is actually not ideal or realistic. If you, but if you remember those, um, someone said once, uh, the audience will remember what you started with and what you ended with. The rest yep. of it is just stuff that filters back into the back of their brain more than that. And yeah, the, the middle yeah. bit is, is really about credibility. And yes, there might be some aha moments if you're really good at it. And, mm -hmm. and you all can be, by the way, you literally can be amazing at this. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to grab their attention and then you've got to wrap it up and make it um, memorable at the end. And mm -hmm. that's often by stories and anecdotes and making them feel something, yeah. whether it's pain, anguish, happiness, inspired. Yeah, so that's... That's one of the things you need to have is a, a structure that, and this is where the other thing is, this structure is quite good because you can also then use it and figure out your timing. And so unfortunately, if not every, no speech is going to be the same length, even though it could be the same amount of time. So if you can design your sort of promo book speech a 40 a 30 minute version a 15 10 to 15 version and a really short five minute version mm. and sort of have that you know more anecdotes more stories um other ish points put in for the longer one or maybe you're in fact flipping it around and getting your audience to do things write things down show of hands all those kinds of techniques to engage them then um you should should to start to really start to make some money and or, or at least promote well have this these different links that you can speak to so what about handouts and things that you can um you know give to people at the end or during the speech so that they can go to where you want them to go okay well first first of before you do the actual presentation i'd like to encourage you if you haven't already got your one sheet speaker bio or author bio so it's probably more to do with your book and your in most people's cases um so that you've got something that you can send people oh we're really yeah we'd be really keen to have you come and speak could you provide us with some more information that's on your website ping off it goes and then i'd ask you to always write your own introduction i didn't today but <laughs> you know like Dixie said, what her. would you like me to say? And I trust her, but I did say to her, be serious. <laughs> you know. Um, but the great thing is if you write your own introduction, then you know what they're going to say before you start speaking and they don't say something you don't want them to and they don't say something that you're going to go, oh, God, why did they say that? Oh, how do I react to that? And then you having to react or, or recover before you speak, okay? So those are the two things before you start speaking. Um, so I think your question was, what do you do as far as handouts go? Yeah, and just okay. before we move on to that, 
um, there's a really big trend that I'm noticing with introductions now and, you know, with writing your own introduction. And that's actually to get someone to, to actually have a video component to your introduction. So you play the introduction that features all of the really cool stuff about you and your book and all that sort of thing um, before you walk on stage. So that's a really interesting trend that I think is going to pick up really well for a lot of um you know, professional speakers. Right. So it used to be really expensive to do a sizzle reel and it's got really, really cheap now. Yeah. So that that's why it's become more popular is because it's become more affordable. Yeah. Um, and there's loads of, you know, any PSA members would be able to give you a list of um, contacts for that, I think. Um, so uh, here's some ideas. I made this little video. So we're going to try, I'm going to show you two, two different things that I used recently. Uh, oh, I almost pressed leave. Okay, share screen. <laughs> What's this about? If we lose you, we'll grab you back. So professional. Okay, can you see Lumen 5 on your screens? Give me a nod. Yes. You can? Okay, so this is Lumen 5. I vaguely heard about it, but heard about it particularly from a, during the uh, Singapore Professional Speakers Association. Now, I as you can see, I've only made three. It's weird because I'm sure I've had more, but... Um, I did some, I included a video in a, my presentation of the chartered accountants the other week because we'd gone into lockdown again. And so my old, woohoo, we're not, we're doing it all in real life thing suddenly got pushed out the door and it was all about meetings. Um, and so I included a video for them about how to make online meetings better. So I've done one for you guys to show you. This is super easy. Uh, yes, I've made a few before. And I make a lot of them from my book, which has got an end of each chapter. It's got tips. So if you've got something like that and you've got a summary page to your chapter or you've got your top tips, this is a really easy way to put all of that into video. So let's see. So you go in and you can edit your own videos. It gives you. Uh, OK, so this is it. I took a template if you know what I mean. And then I put in how you how you would speak to promote your book. And this is the content that I put in. What it does is it's already kind of got videos for you and you just drag and drop in the video. So all I did was had two topics. I, I looked for little mini videos on the link on people speaking, as you can see. And then I think I might have done one about a bookshop. Oh, yeah, the first one's a bookshop. Okay, so let's see if we can run the preview of it. You can add audio. That's amazing. Uh, it that's just literally stock video. Yeah. Yep, stock video. It's all there. Be subtle about promoting your book. I'll talk about that soon. And there's Diana's book and social okay. media. Yes. So that last bit I did on Canva, by the way. That's my little, I did that little bit on Canva. But no. I'm not joking. That took me about 20 minutes to do. Wow. So that's pretty cool. And it's free because I've got the free version of it, if you know what I mean. So, so how to promote your book have a couple of link speeches 5 10 30 minutes speak about what you did how you come about it why you wrote the book how you wrote the book be ready to quote the book uh be interview ready okay this is a great one for promoting your book and speaking 
Mm. You know, they are promoted out to TV, radio and podcast. And when I said be subtle, this is a tip I got from another professional speaker. She, when I was about to go on the AM show, which is our, one of our morning breakfast shows, you know, before school, uh, before you go to school and work up until 9am. And she's just said, you just want to find one point where you can subtly drop in the name of your book in an mm. interview like that, which is you're being interviewed as an expert on something just once. Don't You don't want to go, bam, bam, in my book, in my book. Oh, well, in my book, because everyone's mm. just like, whoa. Okay, so subtly drop it in. That will get Does you more. Make sense? Uh, they will get you an invite to come back more often as well. If they yeah, it won't be well. They, that, yeah. they just were self-serving. You know, yeah. I did choose those Trump books on that screen for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, does, so is everyone good with that? Lumen 5, have a look. As I said, it's, you know, it's another thing you can do, but it is, even if you're doing a presentation online in a webinar format, it's a nice way to break up you speaking. Mm. calling it you call it a change of state you know all of a sudden if you stop speaking and this music comes over and there's a little video people suddenly huh so yeah. that's one thing the other thing I want to show you because again this is what someone else showed me is a thing called talkbook so talkbook.co is the name of it and this is created for professional for speakers so I'm going to demonstrate how I created a talkbook then I'm going to give you, as you can see on my screen, Indie Experts Talkbook, and then you're all going to sign up <laughs> so that you can experience Talkbook. Does that sound good? And it's free, okay. isn't it? Which is even better. Yay! This is also free. Yay! Yes. Okay. So you, you go into your dashboard, you create a new Talkbook. And if I click on that, hopefully with it'll come up like this, the title of your talk. So this could be literally... Uh, how to how to promote your book through speaking, um, speaking and leadership. There's another one you might have seen on that. The keyword, it's got to be very short. And I tried to use indie and I tried to use experts and both of those were already taken. So you've got to have a few available for your um, genre of things. It could just be, you know, one, one, two, three or X, Y, Z or whatever, but it, it you, can own, you can't take keywords that's taken. I'll show you why. Then the email incentive you write in there, claim your handouts or add more value to what you heard. Or they've got a whole list of, and I'm just going to see that, of um, guide to this, okay? So I won't talk about, and then you click on add. Now you can add a, a, a book, a document, a, your slide deck, a film, uh, a link gifted it. you get the idea so you you learn how it's how to do this right okay so let's just please yeah yeah okay um dashboard okay so we'll go back to our one that i've created for you guys no we won't we won't oh, that was the one that you just started to oh play. right that was the okay so indie experts <coughs> And this is what it looks like to me today. I was hoping for 10. <laughs> it's I online. It's yep. the day. <laughs> uh, and this is kind of what it looks like. So what I would say at um, maybe two parts of my presentation, maybe right at the beginning, 
two weeks ago with Chartered Accountants. I did. I put it right at the beginning. I've given you some handouts, but there's a worksheet that comes along with this so that you can fill in the, the blanks, you know, and your, your handout might be some, this is not mine, this is someone else's, but this might, this might be it, for example. Go and print that off, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so this is, and then you go in, and as I said, this is what it will look like when you sign up for it. Okay, so you ask your audience, and you can screenshot this, Type into your browser, gettalk.at backslash IE speaks. And that's where you get your handouts. And so that you know, because I'll skip ahead, I've given you some uh, PowerPoint tips for making nice PowerPoints because we don't have time to cover it, but it's really important. You have decent looking slide deck if you're going to do a, a speech on mm. your book. I've put the little Lumen 5 video in there for you. And then again, something that in my case is completely unrelated to what specifically I'm talking about today, but could be really high value to all of you. And I have given away in other talk books is an Harvard Business Review article on the science of persuasion. Fabulous. Okay. So again, you want, it doesn't have to all be your own stuff. Um, and it doesn't just have to be that it can be the slide deck. It could be the video that you played. Uh, it could be, what else do I do? I do a top tips sheet. Um, it could be the worksheet, those sorts of things. And then you can obviously test emails and do a preview. And then what, when they go into talkbook backslash IE speak, uh, it'll come up on this, your screen and it should say this. So you have to give your name and your email to claim your, your handouts. The other thing I have done with my one, and I really, really recommend this, is I'll see if I can get it up for you with this one, um, is my latest one. And so this is what I got. Number of emails collected. I got 40 emails so far for this one. Uh, here's their names. Here's their email addresses and look down the side. Audience messages. Thanks. Great insight. Great presentation. Thanks. Very good presentation. I mean, screenshot that and show them. Oh, this is the this is some of the feedback I got from my last presentation. That is gold. This is gold because this is in the this is what we call the golden minute. You've finished, particularly if you're live. When it's live, you'll probably get more than this. And the reason I say that more than this. Apparently, well, there were 575 people on this call. So clearly not all of them, not many of them, actually <coughs> actually use this. But when you do it live, a lot more people will. Why? Because other people are doing it. So they do it, right? Okay. But if you can get them to give you this in that golden minute where they go, oh, that was really good. I enjoyed that. That is Fabulous. So this is, can you just remind us of the link again? Was it talkbook.co? Yeah. Okay. That yeah. is absolute gold. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, there, there's so many points of value. I'm just sitting here thinking, what do I want to ask you next? Because Diana, there's so many things. Are there any questions from, from the group? Yep, Diana, can you just tell me, what do I put in to, to get the... Um, Our one? Get the... Your one. Get the... Um, Get talk, oh, dot, uh, all right, at, dot, at, okay. 
I missed the dot at. Okay, I'll hold that up for you so that we can, you know, yeah. we'll, we might see those numbers go up over the next five minutes. <laughs> Get talk dot at forward slash IE speakers. Because Speak. I can see value in using Speak. that even for your podcasting. Yeah. So obviously this session is going to become a podcast at some point. Um, so, you know, this as an additional value piece for podcasting, look, I, I just see unlimited value in this. Yeah. Ooh. And like I said, you can also, you can also sort of say, like I just sort of mentioned to you, look, you need to have really good PowerPoint slides. If you're going to have PowerPoint slides, make them good quality. So mm. you might have to learn or get some help with that. Um, and so that's why I, we don't have time to cover it, but that's why I've added um, my a friend of mine's top 10 top tips for making a good um, PowerPoint slide. Um, one of the things that comes up a lot in the professional speaking industry is the issue of whether to use PowerPoint or not. And one of the things that we talked about in relation to um, using the structure of your presentation, um, my understanding, or oh, you've got some emails collecting in there already, is that if you have an issue with, um, let's say, technology failing, if you're using a really good structure and you know what you're talking about in those center parts, you know, the first, the three parts that you're going to be talking about, and you know it well enough to know that you can sort of seamlessly kind of glide here, there, or everywhere. If yeah. you have a technology issue and you've got a well-structured presentation, you know your beginning or your introduction, you know your summary really well, and you've got something obviously like this as well, then if you have an issue with PowerPoint not working or uh, something going wrong, if you've got a really well-structured presentation and you know it, then and you're just talking to the points that you're going to be talking about, it doesn't matter if you lose the ability to run your, your PowerPoint. That That's the other key issue now, is that people are, we're pleading with people that the PowerPoint isn't the presentation. You have to be able to operate and speak meaningfully without it. Absolutely. Uh, and so here's two tips. One is that that's just there to create some atmosphere or, or um, reinforce a point for your audience um, to, to evoke an emotion, uh, not to remind you what you're going to say. And the second one is, and I'm just trying to look for an example. Right, here's my example. Uh, some, stop, stop so I, what I do... Can you stop sharing the screen for a sec so we can see you bigger? That would be great. Sure thing. Okay. Thanks. Okay. So this is the other thing that I do. And again, this is the benefit of something like Professional Speakers Association is because you learn these tips. I always knew that you should like print out your slide deck. This is my printout of a slide deck. I've got all my extra notes on it. That's fine. If I didn't have my PowerPoint... I wouldn't necessarily know exactly what I wanted to say, but I had it all printed out and ready to go. And I've got it in a little fancy ring binder because I went to the warehouse stationery and I spent $40 and I got my own binding machine and I got that off, um, you know, of a different professional speaker recommended it. And it's brilliant. It's simple, but, and it's not, you know, it's not high tech. Some people would say, well, in that case, you need to have a backup. The other thing is, of course, you do. You need to have a backup. If you're running it off your laptop, your PowerPoint, this is, then you also need it on a USB. 
So yes, you have your PowerPoint on two different forms. You might have emailed it, you might have it on your laptop and you have it on your USB, but you also have a paper copy of it. Absolutely, brilliant. In case you can't use it at all and you just need to, to know what you're going to say or remind you. But the main thing is there, don't spend the next 30 minutes saying, well, if there was, if, if there was a PowerPoint, you know, don't spend that 30 minutes wasting your time apologizing. Yes, absolutely. The show must go on. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, there are always things that go wrong. You know, everything from, um, you know, wardrobe malfunctions. I know a couple of speakers who literally have fallen off a stage. Um, you might land, you might sort of try a funny line and it just doesn't land well. Um, there's always things that can go wrong. One of the best tips I ever got from um, various speakers over the years was make friends with your sound guy. When you arrive, make sure you are really good to your sound guy because he or she will help you out if something goes dramatically wrong. Yeah. And when you're on side with them, that's, you know, half the deal Gold. is making sure that, you know, they're going to look after you. <laughs> yeah, well, at the very least, introduce yourself, get there early, run through all your slides. Same thing with online. You know, log in early, check that all the tech's working and and then you'll, you'll, you'll feel, and that, that'll that'll calm you down and make you feel more comfortable because what you're aiming for is to have a conversation with a group of people mm. not stand there behind a podium going yeah <laughs> I'll just read out every word because there's nothing enjoyable about it. it's your book right you wrote the book you're yeah, the you expert your absolutely um, and the other thing is staying behind after you've finished presenting because people invariably want to talk to you and whether you're going to be set, um, selling books uh, from the back of the room or whatever, if you're going to stay behind, make sure that you've got time to stand and talk to people that want to talk to you. If, you're, yeah. if your attention is split between talking to people and you know, having to take money for your books and sign them, um, that's just not going to work as well as if you have an, a backup person, if you know you're selling some books, have someone there to deal with that. Or... Um, even make it that, um, I know a couple of people who do this really successfully, uh, just have a, 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 a sheet, like an honesty sheet, write your credit card details here, take a copy. Um, if you want to hang around for a lot longer, I'll sign it for you. But just, you know, grab a copy and uh, leave me your details. And most people will actually do that, you know, be quite considerate to that. Um, but yeah, make sure that you've got time to talk to people because that's when you can potentially pick up the opportunities to say, well, uh, oh, there's, there's another event coming up. That's fantastic. Yes, I'm available to speak to, to, speak to your group for that. Yeah, Frederick Haran, who's a great a professional speaker. He's based in Singapore where I, I knew him, um, but it's from Sweden, if you're trying to connect the dots there. He said, you know, it's the golden minute. After you've come off stage, you want to ideally have some sort of social break, you know, their dinner, lunch, morning tea, whatever, so that people can come and speak to you. You can say, can you, hi, nice to meet you. Can I have your card? So mm. you continue collecting, collecting people's information so that you can contact them. Um, and, and then maybe you can, you know, get them on your email list and, and they'll buy a book later if they don't do it right then. Fantastic. Are there any more questions from anyone before we wrap this up? Because I know we're getting close to, to time here. Um, 
Diana, I know you do a lot of coaching and you're fantastically available to anyone who wants to follow up with this. Um, they can get you at, just tell us your email address again. Uh, right, uh, yep, Diana at speechmarks.co.nz. So we'll just put that in the chat box, of course. Fantastic. Um, just drop me a line or let's have a phone call. Um, you know, I'm in lockdown and mm. uh, it would save me doing some baking for the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> literally nothing else to do today but bake cookies <laughs> no i am being a little bit facetious i've got a workshop a fantastic workshop coming up in auckland um two of them coming up so i've got stuff on <laughs> no time love to hear from you personally just let's chat um free of charge of courses indie experts and uh if you've got any queries i'd love to love to help that is absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. I have learned so much. And every time I talk to you, it's, it's always good fun. But I always learn things from you when we talk shop. So I love having <laughs> you here today. Thank you. And, You're welcome. And, uh, you know, hey, I'm going to sign off now and grab those, uh, uh, look at those um, those tools that you've been talking about. Oh, those so, high-value ha handouts. Those high-value handouts. I think you've radically revolutionized what, what I'm going to be doing for this year. So, Great. It's absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Diana. Thank um, you. Have a great week, everyone. Well, that's one more flag on the map clearly identified. For extra author resources to make your journey even more enjoyable and stress-free, visit www.indieexperts.com.au. You can locate us on all our social media platforms by just searching for Indie Experts. Join Dixie and Anne next time for more navigating the journey of sharing expertise through publishing books that work harder.